Welcome to Marketing Like a Mother, a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs. Each week, we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business. Today, I am your host, Olivia Radcliffe, and I am here with the awesome Adriana Keefe. So Adriana is an award-winning real estate dropout turned human design coach and motivational speaker. So after her own quarter-life crisis, she is now teaching high-achieving women how to create harmony in life and business without sacrificing their goals. So Adriana is a 4-6 manifesting generator, wife and mother to three children, a lover of wine and new girl, and host of the podcast, the No BS Human Design Podcast. She strives to coach through an entire mind-body-soul experience and teaches through one-on-one coaching, a human design for business course, workshops, and speaking at events. So Adriana, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited. Nailed it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. Um, so yeah, I just gave your intro, but would you mind saying a little bit more about who you help and why you help them and how you how you do it, some of the nitty gritty details? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll do my long story short. Um, I a few years back, which feels like forever ago, but also yesterday, I was in real estate and I was completely burnt out and anxious. And you know when when it looks all good from the outside and then on the inside you feel like you're dying. Like that that's what was going on with me, right? So I went through that whole who am I to to want more in life? Why isn't everything good enough for me right now, etc. Long story short, I started my journey with yoga and then I hired a life coach and all of that transpired over a few years into me really finding my spirituality and my purpose through my spirituality and recognizing that I was naturally the person who helped lift other women up along the way. I was always the go-to person. What podcasts are you listening to? What books do you recommend? Because I was always that person who wanted to be better than I was yesterday. And I had a coach that helped me recognize that that's a strength that I could monetize. Essentially, she's like, well, just start doing that. And I was like, okay. And so I started coaching, but really like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like I didn't know what I was doing. And I was trying to do all the things, all the marketing strategies, right? Until I then burnt out again and went back to my teachings in human design, which I had just learned for myself from from a coach I was working with and realized I could be doing this based on my energetics, not what everyone else was telling me to do. And once I started doing that, everything shifted, everything changed. And then other people saw this happening for me and started coming to me, asking how I was doing it, coming to me, asking them to tell them about their charts and that's when the I had a coach again who was like, you know, you could monetize on this. And I <laughs> fully stepped into that role of being the human design expert. That was scary, but I did it nonetheless because it was clearly what my next path was. And I'm a big believer of you're given your path. You just have to be ballsy enough to step forward and step into it. So yeah. that's where I am right now. Where the future will take me, I don't know, but that's what I'm doing right now. I love it. I love it. I love how open that is. Just take the next right step. It's perfect. Yep. So let's start with some basics here. Um, can you talk a little bit about what human design actually is? Mm-hmm. If I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are used to hearing about the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs and all mm-hmm. of that. And those are all personality tests. So they never really sat with me because they could change. And I felt like, okay, I kind of already knew that answer. That's me in a nutshell. 
Um, and then all of a sudden, one day I was introduced to this thing called human design. And I was immediately like, yeah, no, I don't do those personality tests, whatever. I don't want to be put in a box. And she said, it's not, it's, it's astrology based. It's based on your time of birth and your place of birth. And so of course I was intrigued. Um, and it's this science meets spirituality system that, I mean, I won't go too in depth on the history of it, but essentially a man named Ra Aruhu had this download and he started writing everything he was hearing for about eight days straight. And he wrote all of this information that he downloaded, which he then put all together and pieced together into what's known now as the human design system. And it combines astrology, the Kabbalah, the Chinese I Ching, um, the chakra system, quantum mechanics, all of these beautiful works of art, really, that have been with us for thousands of years that are all stemming from the same things. And he got this download. And this is what the system is. And it essentially it tells you your energetic blueprint, who you were designed to be from birth, not who society has made you become which was a big thing in my quarter life crisis. This, this recognition of realizing I, I was living up to what everyone else wanted me to do and not what was really right for me. It was that I should volunteer in my daughter's classroom when inside I was like, Oh God, I'd much rather be working right now. You know, all those shoulds that we forced ourselves, I shouldn't quit this because I'm good at it. And it's really, about releasing the conditioning that we've been brought up in and coming back home to who you naturally are before society told you to sit down and be quiet, cross your legs, look a certain way. It's who am I really? And how do I lean into that purpose and find my strengths? Yeah, I love it. So how can that really impact our day-to-day lives, both, you know, our home lives, our businesses, everything? What a good question. You know, what's funny. I don't think I've ever been asked that specific question. <laughs> and it's, it's seriously such a good one. Um, in, in my membership, I teach about how to integrate all of this because learning the education is great, but unless you can understand how to integrate it into your daily life, it just sits in this like high level. I don't know what to do with it kind of phase. Yeah. So in your daily life, it looks like not waking up at a certain time because that's what other quote successful people do, but it's not right for you. It looks like maybe working, even though people are shaming you for not being home with your kids, but there's that piece of you that doesn't feel fulfilled unless you're stepping into a role with work or something along those lines or a hobby, whatever your passion is. It's um, maybe not getting married because you really don't feel the need to get married, but you you're getting that push from your family or why don't you put a ring on it? Don't you want to have kids? And Mm -hmm. it's really about living your day to day based on what your energy is actually telling you based on what your soul is telling you you're, you're here to do not trying to put yourself in this box of, but this is what it looks like. We go to school, we go to college, we get a job, we stay in said job forever. We get married, we have kids, we retire, then die. How can that be the same for everyone? It doesn't make sense. Right. So it's using your unique gift and your purpose. That's, I mean, I can totally get on board with all of that. That's, I mean, I, I've actually never really delved too deeply into human design, but I do firmly believe that, you know, it is our little secret sauce, our uniqueness, our own individuality and our energy imprint and everything that actually makes us stand out as businesses, as, you know, entrepreneurs, as what we offer in the world. And um, 
I, I think by embracing that, I think you can get as granular as saying that that's what leads to really good marketing or really good sales is just by embracing the you-ness of everything. And so that, that all makes complete sense to me. I love it. So, so what do you do? How, how does this affect you throughout your day? You know, what, how have you implemented this in your life? For me, because I am, so if anyone's familiar with human design, or if they want to know their design while we're talking, you can get your chart for free right on my website, adrianakeefe.com. Um, So for me, I'm a manifesting generator, which means I'm someone who loves to bounce around, loves to do a lot of different things. I'm like the energizer bunny. Like I, I could wake up in the morning, go to the gym, do work the whole day, still go do an event at night. That's literally like my day today. And that's healthy for me. I, I don't burn out from that because I, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. If I didn't love what I was doing, if I wasn't feeling really lit up by my work, then I would burn out. I would feel like everything is forced. But I'm a very high achieving person slash overachiever. I'm very recovery and perfectionist kind of overachiever. And for my life, human design changed how I work by allowing me to step into solely what felt good for me and the way that my energetics translated to someone else. Like for an example, if you ever get on like a discovery call with a potential client and you're scared shit, oh, can we swear? I totally didn't think if we could you're swear, good, but <laughs> we'll censor me. That's <laughs> such a potty mouth. <laughs> and you're scared and sales feel icky and you get to the sale part and it doesn't translate. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm not ready. Versus if you step into a call and you fully believe in what you're doing and you know that you're here to help that person and your energy translates that, then they're more likely to sign up or do whatever program that you're offering. It's the same with your energetics where I'm someone who my energy really loves to network and I love to just meet people and make relationships. I'm not someone who does love the back end and pushing things via email a whole lot. Like that just doesn't translate well for me. I work really well on video or in person. And so I've known to stop forcing myself to do those strategies and those marketing tactics that sure other coaches, which they mean well, they don't know that it doesn't work for everyone. They're always like, this is the secret sauce, right? The one thing that you need to make a million dollars this year. And then when you don't, when you don't have those results, you feel like a failure. And so when I just started leaning into what was really right for me, what felt good, what I really liked to do, I could let go of the rest. And that then translated into me feeling more patient and present with my family because I didn't have as much on my plate. And so it flows into everything else that you have in your life when you're a business owner and there's always more things to do than there are time, especially as a mom, it's how can we get control of our our to-do list in a way that doesn't feel like it's bogging us down and we're having anxiety when we're with our kids because we feel like we should be doing everything else. So it really is all the pieces of the puzzle that come together, especially for someone like me, overachieving, always wanting to work. and, And I love what I do. So I could work all day, all night if I didn't have kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I can completely agree with that. Um, I, so I have a confession to make. I just got on your website and totally just got my chart. So what are you? So it says, all right, what am I looking at? It says type is manifester. Manifester. You're only about 9% of the population. Okay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost every test I take, I'm very unique. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so what, what does that mean, manifester? So um, manifestors are here to really initiate. They're very creative, tuned into whatever, whatever you believe in, universe, source, God, spirit. You're very in tune and in flow with, with that, that intelligence. And because of that, you're like full of inspiration, full of ideas. You're a big initiator. You love to start new things. That being said, you don't always love to finish those things. Yes. <laughs> so conditioning could have told you, my God, I started this. I really need to finish it. And it felt like ripping your hair out, trying to finish something just because you didn't really want to finish it, but you, you're supposed to finish it. Right. Yeah. And just knowing that you are someone who's here to really be that person who starts and initiates and then pass it on. So like give it to your team to finish or give the idea to a friend to to take and run with, like whatever that is, that's what's right for you. Don't force yourself to finish anything that doesn't feel good for you. I love it. And that feels like such a relief, actually. Just yeah, right. Talk, I'm like, man, that's like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's good. All right. So it says my strategy is to inform. So I'm designed mm-hmm. to inform others before taking yes. action. So your strategy is how how you're designed to interact with people around you. This is the best way that you will be in energetic alignment and everyone else around you will be in alignment. And for anyone who's new to these terms, energetics, alignment, aura, what we're really focusing on here is when you're in energetic alignment, you become more magnetic. So you become that person who can manifest things out of, you know, quote, thin air and all the things that you want to start coming to you. So this energetic alignment for you looks like keeping those who are going to be affected by your decision informed. It's not about asking permission. Manifestors are actually notoriously super independent and really love their autonomy. And I can see by your smile, you're like, yeah, that's me. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's almost like a joke from the universe that it's like, I know you're really autonomous, but you also have to include other people. But it's not about asking permission. It's just making sure that everyone is in alignment with your decision and what you're doing. And it's because you're someone who works quickly and you just you have an idea and you just go for it and others can feel like they're left in the dust. And just keeping everyone in the same playing field is what you do by informing them. Nice. Nice. All right. What else should I look at here? Anything uh, else? Your authority. Your authority is the way you're designed to make decisions. Uh, emotional solar plexus. Mm, That is also my authority. So the authority is the way you're designed to make decisions. And if you think about it from the moment you wake up in the morning to the time your head hits the pillow when you go to bed, every single thing you do is a decision. And so when you're constantly questioning, is this the right decision for me? I don't know. Or you've made a decision and then you regretted it and looked back saying, I knew that wasn't the right decision, but I made myself do it anyway because of X, Y, and Z. This is where you can learn to tap into what your body is giving you the answer to. So Mm -hmm. with human design, you're tapping into your subconscious and body consciousness. So your body is at, I mean, it really depends on your beliefs. I don't want anyone to feel like this. You can only believe one specific thing with human design. You can look at it any, any way, shape or form, but your body and your soul wants you to live out your purpose here and it knows the right answers for you. So with emotional authority, you're someone who you have a defined solar plexus. If you're familiar with the chakra system, this will sound familiar. And you have a wide range of emotions. You go from high to low and high to low. And it's like an emotional wave that you ride. But for the most part, you know how to handle those emotions. Making a decision 
That's where you want to wait for that emotional clarity. You ever get asked to do something and right off the bat, you're wicked excited and you're like, oh yes, I want to do that. And then a a day or something goes by and you're like, oh gosh, why did I commit to that? I don't really don't want to do that. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. That's what it is. You need to wait for that emotional clarity before making the decision. And it doesn't typically feel a hundred percent. You're still kind of like 20% in your head a lot of the time. But whatever emotion is lingering the most, that's your answer. I love it. Um, I see the four six here also. That mm. he's ha- I read that in your bio, so that means something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, your profile is is the numbers that you see, the one through six, and your profile lines tell you how you're living out your purpose here, like like the personality traits. And so the first line is a number that's going to be more conscious. This is something when I say it, you're probably going to be like, oh, yeah, that's me. And the second line is something that's more of subconscious, more your design. And this is something you may not yet know about yourself, or maybe over time you've come to see that this is a piece of you, but you've only learned through people telling you or through spirituality or whatnot. So the four is called an opportunist. And this means that you're someone who truly loves relationships and networking and connecting with people. And you actually get the majority of your opportunities through your network. So that's really cherishing your current network, also expanding it too, but not forgetting about your current network is really gold for you. You'll find a lot of your best opportunities through that network of people that you have that you can lean on. And you're also probably someone who, because I, as a four, do this all the time, constantly referring people to other people. Is that you? Yes, yes. absolutely. You're a natural connector. Yep. Um, and people see that about you. And they that's why they then return the favor most of the time. And then the six is the role model. This is someone, um, it's a bit of a tricky profile from the age of one to 30 or birth to 30, I should say. Those years tend to be rough and rocky. It can include a lot of trauma. It can include a lot, some hardship. Um, and then age 30 to 50 or so is when you start to disengage from that trauma and go inward to find the purpose of that trauma, to find what you're here to do, really reevaluating those first 30 years after that. 50 years-ish on is when you begin to really re-engage with life with all you've learned through all the previous years. And that's why they're called the role model. They're the person who stands up on stages to a huge audience of people teaching them how they evolved. And I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza Mm -hmm. or Louise Hay. They are sixes, line sixes, where you can really see where they stepped into that role model side, that role model piece. So you're a visionary. You're someone who's here to be a thought leader. And sometimes the things that you say or want to do are a bit ahead of the curve, more ahead of what everyone else thinks. So (laughs) it can feel a little like, is this crazy? Like, is no one on board with this? But just like Joe Dispenza, people will get on board. It could take years, but you're that thought leader. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all of this has been very dead on. Um, I don't want to make you go through the whole thing, but I find it very fascinating. <laughs> it's I think fascinating. Everyone, you I want think everyone to, else yeah. getting their charts going to appreciate having the understanding. Mm-hmm. But is there, is there anything else I should look at here real quick that you would want to highlight if people are looking on at their the basics? Um, um, well, see, the tricky part with human design is 
you want to learn it all right away because it's so fascinating and validating, but then you, you fall into overwhelm. So I always recommend starting with type and strategy and then honing in on your authority and then adding pieces in as you go, because it will just completely overwhelm you if you're trying to shift your entire life in one week to match your yeah. human design. I still don't even know the depths of all of my chart. It's very, very in-depth. And I'm learning new things about myself every day. So I think starting with the basics is honestly the best way to go about it, or else you'll just push it off to the side and never want to touch it again. That's, I love it. I love it. And I see you have a free human design workshop to learn all the basics about your design and everything. Yes. Um, so I, I think that's perfect. If if you're interested, I definitely would recommend going to Adriana's site. I'll make sure all the links are are in the notes and everything and awesome. get your chart. And then let me know what you are because <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. All right. So, okay. Back, back, back to the real stuff. Um, all <laughs> right. So can you tell me a little bit more? Do you mind if we talk about, um, about where you're going from here with your business? How do you, how do you balance everything? And, and what do you think is going to happen next? It's interesting that you ask about the, how do you balance everything? Because, um, for a long time, well, I, I think once I became a mom, people would, I'd be that person that they'd ask, how do you do it all? And I used to give tips and tricks and whatnot. But now that I know human design, um, I I literally look at them and I say, what's your human design? Because a projector could not live the life that I live. Right. A manifester couldn't even live the life that I live without feeling like they're missing pieces of themselves and um, conditioning themselves along the way. So for me, balancing it all will look very different than for someone else. Um, but as a manifesting generator or any generator type, it's really important to, to be sensual. And what I mean by that is doing things that you love that are like cooking in the kitchen with your partner, dancing, um, smelling essential oils. Sensuality for you really could mean connecting sexually with your partner often. It's those little pieces that just align your energy and nourish your energy so that you can continue moving on with your daily life and being at your best. So there's little pieces like that that are important. Um, as far as where I'm going next, as a generator type, I am designed to respond. So my strategy is responding to what the universe is bringing to me instead of forcing, forcing and initiating a whole lot. I'm supposed to be the one who, who gets quiet and just waits and listens for opportunities to come to me which is very, very hard for a generator <laughs> because we want to do all the things all the time. So that's how I landed in, in human design. That's how I ended up running a program for business. I never thought I'd be teaching it for business, but um, over time I was seeing that all my chart reading requests were, can you teach me my chart for my business? Can you teach me how to get better at this for my business? And then I decided to offer the program and then my membership community, everyone kept saying, you know, do you have an alumni group? How can we continue learning this stuff when mm -hmm. I don't really like the other podcasts that are out there or whatever? So I created a membership group and it's very much listening and responding instead of me getting this idea, putting an entire course together, which I've done in the past before human design, put this whole course together that I thought people wanted and nobody bought like three people bought it and I launched that thing yeah. twice. Right. Yeah. So that is the importance for a generator type of just waiting and responding to what comes up. So where I'm going to be going, 
I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's whatever, whatever comes my way. I mean, I mean, it could go anywhere. There's a in a in human design, there's something called the primary health system, mm-hmm. which teaches you how you're designed to digest in life and in food. And so I was approached to doing a, a whole nutrition and wellness program with a nutrition consultant and a fitness instructor. I would have never thought of that, but it came to me. And so I did it and it's amazing. It's just, you just got to wait and see what comes to you. I love that so much. That's perfect. Um, so how can you use like the designs of of others, of, of the people you love, of maybe the people you're in relationships with, your clients, like how can you use that to better your communication and really help deepen that relationship with them? Oh, yes. You have some good questions, man. This is perfect. <laughs> I... I first pulled my husband's chart and my three kids charts out of curiosity. Um, But then over time, the more I learned about their charts, the more I recognized, of course, all three of my kids have different types. I'm like, Mm. are you like, great, thank you. So I've really, really been working on that skill of communicating best with them and, and whatnot. But my husband's a generator and I'm a manifesting generator. So you'd think there'd be a lot of similarities, but it's actually quite different where he is someone who it's not easy for him to drop a project and move on to something else. And I'm just like, why can't you just put that down and come do this? Because this needs you here right now. That's really hard for him. But over time, I've learned that's because of his energetics. It's not because he's not paying attention to me or the kids or whatever it is. It's it's literally a part of his design. Or um, with the root center, I have a defined root center. I handle pressure really well. I can work in fast-paced environments um, and I don't feel super rushed or or make a lot of mistakes when there's a timeline. My husband does not have a defined root center and he has always struggled that pressure to get things done, trying to get the kids out of the house in a nice, like, I'm going to tell you something that really happened one time. We were trying to get the kids out of the house and trying to get the diaper bag ready, running behind and everything like that. And my husband just stops and starts putting in an outlet in the kitchen. Like, (laughs) just like, what? What? But now I understand it's a different processing. Like, it's not the same. And so just just knowing little things like that, it allows you to give give others grace and Mm -hmm. allow them to be themselves and let go of judgment, really, which like, Let's, it helps a lot of communication when you can let go of that judgment. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's actually been a very big focus of, of mine lately. I've been really in a lot of communities and focusing on surrounding myself with people where I feel very comfortable just being me and embracing, you know, I am neurodivergent. I have OCD, PTSD, you know, all sorts of fun little alphabet soup stuff going on. <laughs> and um, but really being able to just embrace, all right, this is how my brain works. This is how I think and it's okay. And I can just be, and when you're surrounded by people who, who can hold space for that and allow it, and are maybe looking for the same things themselves of just that space to just be who they are. It's really been a, just really amazing business masterminds and things like that, where we can all talk and work, but in our own ways. And there's, it's, it's actually, there's a big cohesiveness to all of that. So, mm. so I love Absolutely. that. I love that you 
you just brought all of that up and not that I love that you have PTSD, but I also have been diagnosed with complex PTSD. And what I want to say about that is with human design, it's, it's so much more than just with business or with relationships. Like for me, the past year, it's really been a struggle because I've been on this spiritual journey. A lot of my trauma has resurfaced and I've been working very hard on finding the right next steps to take. And what keeps coming to me is psilocybin and a psilocybin ceremony and a psilocybin facilitator. And it's been coming to me so much because I said, you know what, universe, I'm open. Please send me what what, if, what do I need to pay attention to? What's going to help me heal? And that's what kept coming up for me. And then I met people who do those ceremonies. And now I have people in my life who do those ceremonies. And So in June, my husband and I are actually, or July, we're actually taking that uh, that step into having a psilocybin ceremony and healing. And I would never have paid attention to that had I not understood my design and that, hello, this is coming to you through your network and it's being offered. You can respond yes or no. And that's just been a big, big help for me. I don't know that I ever would have taken that leap had I not recognized the universe is telling you this is this is what's right for you. It's okay to do it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the one thing I did as you were talking earlier about, you know, your your kids' charts and everything and, you know, how you can relate to everybody, it does remind me a little bit of, like, people's love languages and such. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gary Chapman stuff. And that's something that when I had a mentor who, who pointed out that sometimes – it's not that people don't love you or they're not trying. It's just that your love languages are very different. And so they're showing, trying to show love in their favorite way, what the way they need it. You're trying to show love in your way and it's not necessarily meshing and it's leading to a lot of disconnect and disharmony. And I could see that very much being something as well with, you know, all the, the ways we communicate, the ways we receive information, just, just everything. I could see very much how there could be some disconnect just because there's, it just doesn't match. There's just not an understanding there. And so I think having that information and being able to then use that knowledge to go forward from that and say, okay, this is how I could actually bridge that gap a little bit. And maybe we can meet in the middle with something. I think that could be, could be really helpful. So I love the love languages that, that actually, um, before my husband and I ever got married, when we were just dating, that actually saved our relationship. He was, he was throwing me gifts and physical touch and telling me I was pretty. And I was so unhappy because he wasn't giving me quality time and vice versa. I was trying to give him quality time, but he just wanted to be told he was pretty, you know? And so that, that literally saved our relationship. I don't know that we would have gotten married had we not had that. So I, I'm a huge believer in the love languages. I love that you brought that up. That's I've, I've kind of done it with my son. He's only three. So like, I, think there might still be some, you know, shifts and changes as he goes, but I very much noticed that he is very much a a quality time person. And it doesn't, if, if I don't have that time to spend with him and give him my all, like before a day of meetings or before a day of, I need to go focus on something without having my full attention on him. um, It's, it's rough if he doesn't get that quality time part first, but if I'm able to just spend 15 minutes, like going all in playing cars with him. And then I jump on a meeting. He's totally fine to go do his preschool work or, you know, whatever. 
were working on at the time. And so yeah, that's, I have to do that. How have I not done that? With my kids that yet? has been like a huge eye opener for me of, oh, okay. I, I, I see this. I see this. So oh, thank you for that. I just wrote that down as a reminder. I need to do that with my kids. I do. It, it was awesome. There's, um, I was actually reading Gary Chapman's book. It's love languages for children. It's all about, yeah. He has one for children. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. Awesome. All right. Well, I could talk with you forever on this, but where can people go if they want to continue the conversation? Where can they find yeah. you? I'm mostly on Instagram. That's Audrey Keefe, A-D-R-I Keefe. Um, my website's adrianakeefe.com. Like you said, there's free resources up there, guides and videos you can watch and whatnot. Um, I do have the podcast, the No BS Human Design podcast. And if you are interested in any of my free masterclasses that I put on, I'm doing more for human design in business and energetics at the end of May. So you can just jump onto my email list to get alerted about that. Um, and then I am looking for beta members for my community that I just launched and founding members, I should say. It's a beta beta process right now. We're in the beta process to see to, to really customize it to what people want. So if you're interested in that, then just shoot me a note and I'll send you over the information. Perfect. I think I'm going to have to check that out because no, I'm really, <laughs> yes. I really love it. You got me hooked. All right. <laughs> um, any last minute bits of hard hitting advice for the listeners? I, this is something that I always, I always preach. Um, it's not a quote for me. It's a quote from Jim Rohn. And he said, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I can tell you that's never hit harder than when I became a mother and an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. because you will really find your tribe when, you know, it's one thing when you get married, they say you find your real people when you get married and then you find your real people when you have kids. And then you really find your real people when you're an entrepreneur and have kids. Yeah. And so I always, always encourage my clients and my students to surround themselves with people who are not only as ambitious as them but who are doing it bigger and better than you because you want people who are going to raise you up and who will teach you along the way and not people who don't understand why you do what you do, don't understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur, going after a $100,000 goal. Like that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. So find the people who lift you up and remember your net worth is your network. I actually used to hate that saying, but it's very, very <laughs> true. So surround yourself with those people. It's perfect. Well said. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Adriana. And thank you all so much for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and want to support Sabella Montpreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just telling a friend about the show. And we'll be back next week with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. Until then, take care.